We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Welcome to Shows What You Know, your television podcast. We take all your favorite shows and we break them down into nothing. Well, maybe the bad ones, we break them down. The bad ones get broken down into nothing. The good ones are like broken down into delicious cotton candy. I am Jim Scampoli. I am Jacob Burrows. And speaking of breaking down, I mean, that is what this show is all about. If you don't think we're into what this show does, just look at my wall. This is what we're all about, putting stuff on walls and connecting them with string. I'm Jacob Burrows, and I'm really into string. Yeah, look at my wall. It's green. Isn't that what all the cool kids do these days? Everyone's got a fucking studio in their house, so why shouldn't we? Everyone has their own channel. Everyone does their own thing, no matter if people are watching or not. Now uh, that that's done, we'll be discussing yeah. Netflix's new show, American Vandal. Yeah, and everyone thinks they're a detective as well, so that ties in, I guess. Everyone thinks they're on the case. Everyone thinks they can crack it, and it's, uh, you know, caused some bad stuff where mob mentality makes you go after the wrong people, but it's also caused some great stuff like American Vandal. This show, oh gosh, I started out so skeptical to it, and I'm actually going to do, I'm going to see if the technology allows us to do, uh, well, I should have prepared for this, but to just quickly grab what they do in the show, and I'm going to pull up a uh, fucking text message, all social media style, all, all, all this and that stuff. I'm going to show what I said to Jim Scampoli. When we originally, oh fuck it, this really should have prepared for this shit. Um, <laughs> excuse me, yes, I'm gonna shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm gonna fucking show everyone at home. Yeah, this works. This works. <laughs> yeah. So on uh, August, whatever the fuck, Jacob Burrows. Uh, was messaging Jim Scampoli about their supposed show because everyone has a show these days. They call themselves shows what you know. Uh, what idiots. So Jim Scampoli said, Could you, do you want to read your part? Do you want to read yes. your part, Jim? Yeah. Uh, yes, but oh, I can't because then no. it goes away when I talk. Sweet, sweet. I'm not sure if it would be good for the show, but I watched all of American Vandal last night. It's a Netflix show, parody of, parody of a making murderer type show. And then now the screen went away for me, but continue. Just click it. Click the screen. It should stay there. So oh, that's yes. technology we have. Yes, we're learning things. We're learning. <laughs> we don't have the production value of American Vandal. Uh, parody of making a murder type shows. And I thought it was great. I would be kind of lost since I never watched that type of show. But sounds perfect for a Jim Scampoli quick take video. And yeah, because I, I didn't even see your second reply. And I was, I don't know if you could tell, I was annoyed by your reply. Yep. The first reply. I just said, <laughs> yeah. it's just a true crime documentary, basically. God yeah. damn it already. And I said, yeah, I have never watched those ever. So I was wrong. Oh, it's an infinite loop here. I was wrong. I'll admit it. But my apprehension was well-founded, I feel, because when you say, and I, I'd even seen like some promo shots and it's like, it's a true crime parody but it's about dicks, and I'm. I the, every review I've read starts with like, I thought this was gonna be dumb as fuck, or like, I thought this was gonna overwear its welcome after a bit, and uh, basically, 
it's genius and i'm glad i watched it uh because just watching one episode makes you watch the rest and that's basically what we're here to discuss how they managed to do that uh with such a silly concept well see i mean i get the idea of how could they make this a series but i don't get the when i saw the trailer i immediately thought it looked great i mean it was like this is a great idea this is awesome so i don't quite get the like i'm above dick jokes attitude that all these people want to have well like you like you for example i would never say i'm above dick jokes i I, it's honestly more about the format for me of the true crime because i've look i've been through this before i've been through this with making a murder everyone was raving about that as well but uh you sound like you're underwater right now ah shit sorry that's fine. Sorry, I had to interrupt your thought. Well, it was a shit thought. I was just defending myself from these stupid uh, things I said in the past, which I regret, which I'm full of regret for. Uh, does it sound any better now? Or is it the same shape? It's the same. Okay, well, we're going to change some settings then. This is entertaining. This is entertainment, everybody. It's the modern communication age to do it. Well, right. I mean, hey, we're talking across the ocean, and the country and, and the ocean. Appropriately, I do sound like I'm underwater then, so that makes sense. Yes. Okay, yeah. can you hear me okay now? Yes, now you sound, uh, you sound a million times better. Thank you. American Vandal is a great show, and I'm stupid. I'm a bad person for thinking it wasn't. But there's a lot of shows like this, like Making a Murderer, Jinx, Serial, which is a podcast. I never consumed any of those because I didn't want to and I had no like intention of uh, doing so. It's, it wasn't like an active like dislike. It was more like, I don't know, I just never did it. And that's why I felt like, oh, it's going to be all, it's going to be half dick jokes, which I like. And there's going to be half jokes about true crime, which I don't like. That's what I thought. But I mean, okay. I was wrong. So I, can we move on. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never got into Serial. Um, I did watch The Jinx, and I did watch Making a Murderer. Serial, it was like it blew up, and then I heard about it kind of late, and I was, I was like, I'm not going to do that. Mostly because I didn't like... Um, it's not that I'm against true crime, but I don't like people thinking they're going to go solve the crime. I, I like, yeah. like That's where I'm like, all right, these are re- this is like real people's lives. Like, uh, To me, a documentary is a little different. And I mean, I'm sure the Serial Podcast is great. I mean, it's the reason why everyone loved it so much. But uh, I don't know. A documentary, I feel, is just a little different because it's like done and you're, I don't know, it's more like a movie and you're seeing the evidence and seeing the people. I'm sure you could do it the same with a podcast, but the podcast, it just felt the way all I picked up from it was how everyone thought they were an investigator. And uh, I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to pretend yeah. that I'm an investigator. And even, and even making a murderer and the jinx to a lesser extent, it does bring out kind of a dirty feeling that we're consuming these people's lives. Yes. In a binge watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, okay, I'm going to spend the next 10 hours over three days judging and uh consuming this person's live and making my own thought and then up on to the next there's a yeah. new episode of supergirl to watch <laughs> i'm gonna say yeah 
you're a murderer and you're not like you're not better just because you're more well informed you're still making up your mind probably without any real evidence at least that's my uh you know uh from the outside look at it and as we know from american vandal as soon as you're on the inside you start thinking differently uh but yeah i think that was that dirty feeling that kept me away from all that so in a way this is perfect because it's fiction i don't have to feel bad (laughs) about what's happening in the show because it's not for realsies i'm sorry if i surprised everyone no it's a mockumentary uh everybody at home it's it's brilliantly put together mockumentary is what it is yes and uh we're, we won't we're not going to get any spoilers or specifics yet but yes. i will say that by the end of this show this goofy dick joke parody it kind of expresses those similar thoughts about this genre yeah absolutely that's what makes it really really interesting um so yeah, like I've I've watched through a lot of it. Uh, I, 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 it's surprising how quick I went from like no, I never touch type of show, not for me, thank you very much, to like, well, I can't sit through this whole intro to get to the episode. Like, clearly, I'm skipping this American Vandal intro, even though it's like it's not a long one. It's like 20 seconds and I'm like, skip, skip, skip. Okay. Now I get to know, see another talking head. Uh, now I get to, see, get to see another 3d animatic of what could possibly have happened as the investigation goes on. Well, and yeah, I think that's what's, uh, what's really great about the show is that it does flip it and it becomes as addictive as any of those true crime shows. Oh my God. I lost him. I gotta get him back. He's coming back. Yeah, we're basically rife with technical difficulties today, everybody. Uh, anyway, what the fuck was I saying? It's great. Well, Do you no, have a thought? What I was saying, like you were saying how, you know, you were skipping through the intro to get through these episodes. And I was saying, yeah, that's what I didn't expect going into this. I expect it to be like a funny show and a nice, like, you know, piss take on these, uh, taking the piss on uh, these true crime documentaries. I didn't expect to be caught up in the mystery where, yes, I'm marathoning the show much like I would be watching uh, Making a Murderer because I'm like, oh, shit, I got to see what happens next. Uh, So it's really impressive that they're able to do that. Yes, exactly. It's like all in the first episode we're introduced to everything we need and they have time to like make us care. The the main character is basically a dick, but even just in the first episode, they make us care. Like they get to this little talk he has about his girlfriend, which is super endearing where like they make him dumb, but like he has genuine emotion in his heart and he is sympathetic basically because he's been framed for this whole crime that we think he didn't commit. And there's some intrigue about that, whether or not he did it as it moves on. But all of the stuff that is necessary for the show is established in the first episode. Especially the realism is what I didn't expect. Because basically, especially in a mockumentary, you expect the characters to be kind of larger than life or something. Uh, but, But basically, it's almost like The Office and there's just one david brent like everyone else is just regular people suffering through this stuff or in this case it's all built around this mystery and that's the thing that really makes it work because uh they become real characters not just jokes and they have genuine emotions and i would like 
if we're not being hyperbolic enough, I'd say this is the best, definitely the best teen drama of 2017, possibly best new show, I would say, although that sets expectations unrealistically high. It's almost like we're going to do a Stranger Things on this one when it comes around next year. Maybe everyone will have too high expectations or maybe we're setting your expectations too high, but it has the competition is like Riverdale. So uh, it, it's doing very well up against that. I agree, and I was actually going to say the same thing. I was going to say that it, it it doesn't. It's not apparent in the beginning because in the beginning, I, well, the whole show is leaning into this making a murderer true crime documentary style. Uh, but it's it like sneaks up on you that it's a teen drama, and it kind of isn't really apparent until like three or four episodes in. I mean, it's silly, and they're getting into weird you know, uh, high school drama. But then once you start to meet, once, once you start to get more familiar with like, say the people behind the camera, you're like, Oh wait, this is just, yeah, this could be a Riverdale show. This could be some CW show, but it's told through this uh, specific style and through this mystery of who drew the dicks. Yes. And it really does hit on every level. And I, and it got to the point where in the beginning I was just thinking, like you said, I, even though I thought it looked good, I did think like, oh, eight episodes. All right. That's kind of a lot for this. But then by the end, but as I was going through it, all I kept thinking is like, just please, please stick the landing, please stick the landing. And I'll say that they, they nailed it through the whole, through the whole thing. It's I, like I'd said in, in one of our chats online, or I think I said on social media, it's, and I know where the bringing in the, uh the the praise here but i said it's almost a perfect show <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh this is uh, i mean uh, the only reason i'm like hesitant is that this is how you overhype people or this is how you make yourself hate something later because you were too excited about it in the moment and then you're like ah oh, they tricked me but that's we're cynical if we're like they tricked us earlier because it's not really good nothing's really going to affect me that much and i mean it's really helped by a lot of shows not managing to do good, especially with young actors and with this type of you know drama, not managing to do good shows about that. A lot of people not doing it well, and they got this realism. They also, I mean, they're, they're not just competing with these shows. I also made a list here of things that it manages to do that The Night Of failed at. The Night Of was a HBO show, I think. It was on HBO. Um, of a, basically a crime being solved and uh, here's three things that uh, this uh, Dick parody show did better. Um, first off, they they make this show about how the system chews you up and spits you out, and like that's the whole deal. They don't like I don't think it's a spoiler to say because it's a uh, uh, consistent with the genre that they're parodying. They don't give a hundred percent secure answer because we're in the perspective of the main character doing a documentary and he can't be a hundred percent sure about it. So they don't really do that, but, but they really make it instead the central point about what happens to this character when he's ostracized and uh, it sounds too serious, but basically they do it better than the night of cause the night of was heavy handed about it. I did like that show, but they didn't do it very well. Number hey. two, this show says something significant about the court of public opinion which we also mentioned that they kind of managed to make it about how we all think we're investigators and it sort of levels internal criticism at itself. The 
fictional characters making this show within like the show also critique themselves for having gone too far at points and like tr- of course this show within the show goes viral and like everyone's input makes it a very different thing that's happening and it pr- goes into how we online track people down and you know th- hang them out and get them fired from their jobs and so on that type of thing uh so it does that better than the night of and finally they make it about more than just the mystery and as i already mentioned they they leave it open but they manage to leave it open in a satisfying way because the night of tried that too but here they actually managed to do it I I think you nailed it. I think this. I think you just spelled it out on how this show puts the night of to shame. Yes, <laughs> such a specific one. No one remembers the night of. I would assume so, uh, but it's still in my mind. So yeah, as we were saying, it has this unexpected realism that just makes it like that's the source of the good drama and realism. But it's also the source of the comedy, basically, because they take this shit so seriously. And then you forget that it's about something totally ridiculous about who drew a bunch of dicks and got expelled from school from it. Uh, or well, Dylan got, but like who really did it? That's the thing, but they get so into the investigation. So that's yes. and, and, great. And you're right. Like the, the, the smartest thing about the comedy is they let the absurd situation be the the humor. And of course there are some ridiculous characters, but then they they let the ridiculous characters be the ridiculous characters. It's not every single person has to be a has to like have a hu- like funny line every time or try to tag everything they say. They yeah. let everything be more organic where you could totally expect a show like this since since the situation's so outrageous, they would be like, nah, let's just let every character be outrageous. And next thing you know, every character's got a one-liner and they're clearly ad-libbing and scenes are going on too long because they're tagging jokes and left and right. But it's it's so like tightly plotted and and like specific and feels real with an insane situation, which kind of helps you know explain the ridiculousness of the the style and the editing and the documentary of the show. It, it, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm just really impressed with how well it all comes together. Yeah. And especially for like, it's the right amount of episodes. It's uh, like you said, it's fairly left. It, it's left kind of open, but in a satisfying way, the mystery keeps you engaged and the characters you care about. And it's like, these are obvious things it feels you should do in a TV show. But you don't always see that. And to mention, to pick on Riverdale again, it's like Riverdale thinks to make a you know dark teen drama, they have to have murder and intrigue. But it's like you could take something like someone spray painting dicks on cars and it's way more interesting and feels way more real than what they're trying to do with their teen drama. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they like ratchet up the stakes to the impossible and it's all melodramatic. And here it's like the most dramatic moments are like awkward in a way. Like if two characters are in a fight or something, like it doesn't, they don't have to have the swelling music. They can actually just make it uh, a good believable scene between these characters. I actually had a quote um, about what you mentioned that they don't feel the need to turn it over completely into total mockumentary. Um, from one of the show creators who 
said that they ended up cutting a lot of the funniest jokes because basically um, there aren't, this is a quote, there aren't many characters on the show who are funny in their own right. It's mostly fairly believable kids in ridiculous situation. Uh, this is in an interview to Mashable from Perot, I think it should be pronounced, one of the showrunners. Uh, we hope and strive for the humor to come from the seriousness with which these kids take the case. And as well, he said that, they, uh, as I said, a, a lot of the jokes, the funniest jokes ended up on the cutting room floor because they wanted all the humor to come from a really real place and from the investigation, and they didn't want it to tip over into mockumentary. So they do give Dylan some lines that feel kind of mockumentary or great tags because he is this over-the-top kind of dumb character who will say stupid stuff and it's hilarious. But as like they've they've also said that they had to cut out when like Peter or Sam or someone said something really funny as a tag to a scene, either because it was in the script or because it was improvised, because a lot of it was improvised. Uh, they just cut that out because it felt like too, like too funny, too like tipping the scales over into we're making fun of the situation rather than dragging you into it. That's interesting. That's got to be really hard to do as well. Yeah. Uh, so I mean. Uh, like I have way more respect for that because like, uh, I mean, we've both made stuff and sometimes you, you know, you fall in love with your, whether it be your own writing or a shot, or especially if you're making a comedy and you're loving these jokes, it's got to be really hard to yeah. stay true to that. And, and it shows and it's better for it. So, uh, I really appreciate that they went through and did that. Yeah. And speaking of the um, improvising, I think that aspect's really interesting because you can't help but wonder when you're watching a show like this. Like, for example, The Office, parts of it feels like it might have been improvised, the original version. But in the end, no, it was all scripted. They just kind of had this idea of the mockumentary flow of it. But in this case, uh, the very short first shot that they shot uh, was basically they, them saying, okay, Tyler, uh, you have... 40 minutes to interview Jimmy. So our main interviewer got 40 minutes to interview the main character. And like the main character, the guy playing the main character had no idea what the questions were going to be. They just had this information given to them about what the characters like knew in that situation from their point of view. And they did that with all the characters like, um, what's his name? Alex Tromboli, who yeah. is the witness. He just knew what he saw, but he doesn't know like, anything else than that and he knows like he's exaggerating a bit probably and stuff like that but he doesn't like no one has the full piece of the puzzle they just have their characters input so in that way it's almost like a an improv scene already or like a role-playing game or something where you're bouncing off each other so basically yeah they just shot a bunch of interviews and they did that throughout uh doing like the first take of each scene they did like an improv version and then went through with the script uh which is super daring and interesting yeah no that sounds very cool um because i mean i know i kind of mentioned improv before and i said it kind of in a negative light I, it's not to say that i don't like improv but i was more referencing a lot of modern comedies where there's clearly things that run on and they don't reel it in but uh obviously some of the best stuff can come together on set when people are in character like doing their thing so it's just nice when something can be reeled in and kind of more targeted than feeling like we're just sitting there waiting for someone to come up with another, like, do you know what you look like? You look like uh, this pop culture thing mixed with this pop culture thing, plus an ass. Uh, so 
<laughs> yes, and a butch too. Uh, yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, they they like, and they also I like that they wouldn't tell the people filming it the actual blocking of like who was going to say what. So they kind of have to search with the camera. Okay, this character was talking. Let's zoom into this and that. So from that, they clearly got a lot of the bits and pieces and snippets that could then be like used to make it feel more casual or more real. Uh, and then also they have their script to lean back on because it's a very strong script as well. I, I would imagine because it came, became this show, which has a great story to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? You need to watch this show. Uh, and I mean, even from, your initial point of view, like not seeing some of these latest rage, uh, true crime documentaries, do you think that hindered it all you all for you, or it still worked, right? No, 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 not at all. It actually made me want to watch some of those. Except I'm going to be kind of uh, like off kilter because it's all about like murdering and raping people now. I assume, and I'm going to be where's the wholesome fun? Where's Alex Trimboli? And I'm going to be crying and like it, it might tear me up in that way. But no, it. it like I know there's some specific type references that I wouldn't have gotten, but actually like I've watched a lot of documentaries, even if they weren't true crime documentaries and I can appreciate like that angle of it. Uh, so no, I think it, it works really well. Even if you're not into this type of show, even if you're not into teen shows, like it's, it's just across the board better than you would expect it to be from hearing the concept and y'all should go watch it. Agreed. Agreed. So should we get a little bit into spoilers or what do you think? Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, we should. Well, let me mention one thing. I like that they balanced it with the mystery. Like, obviously, we're saying all this about drama and stuff, but the mystery is obviously the main driving force. And I'm also not known for loving mysteries. And yet they totally made it work for me. Um, and as we were saying, it's like because the character's are believable like i guess it goes hand in hand it's it's almost like when i watch a mystery i feel like well you know who murdered them who cares it's going to be one of these characters and then this is a show that actually manages to make it about more than just the mystery because it's about these characters and everything we mentioned but still the mystery is the main and a big driving force so yeah so this is good good stuff good stuff absolutely so now it's time for the spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. yes. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, and not to say that, I mean, I feel like even if you know, it's still worth watching, but it's be- obviously, in my opinion, anything's better if you don't know. But I, yeah. st- I still think it works either way. Uh, I mean, because one thing they do handle really well, and it's a nice dig, It's it, it works as a uh, just a watching device because they're ending with these these good cliffhangers that make you want to watch the next episode, but it's a nice parody of that's what these shows do. These other shows are always like, and then we found the blood sample. And then it's like credits. You're like, ah, I got to see the next one. But then the next one, it's not really a big deal, but it's like, I I thought that was a big deal. Uh, But they start to do that really well, especially in the back half of this uh, season, I guess uh, where, yeah, they're hitting you with these cliffhangers. And here I am like, all right, I'm just going to watch this show all in a day. I'm just yeah. going to watch them all. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Uh, and I mean, not that there's a lot to go through. Like, we don't have to go through episode by episode. Uh, 
But the way, I mean, I like how it all comes together. Like we said, it's left fairly open, but it's also it's also kind of a stamp. Like this is what went down. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm seeing now people are treating this like the these other shows, and people are like looking for details and arguing their theories. Yeah. And it's obviously not what the show's about. So stop that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's fine. But I mean, it's very interesting and meta, if you will, because obviously that's what happens in the show, too, when the documentary suddenly between episodes goes viral and everyone online has theories and that totally affects it. I loved how much that affected it and it made it so they couldn't go and shoot in the school and and everything, all the conflicts coming from that. Uh, and like just the little details, like when he's on the phone with the lawyer and is like, excuse me, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm uh, Peter. I'm making the documentary. It's like, what? Oh, it's a true crime documentary, kind of like Serial. And there's a break and he's like, that's a terrible idea. That's not a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. I will say when that episode happened, when it started out and it's like the documentaries online and it's viral, that's when I started telling myself, all right, here's where the wheels fall off. This is where it's going to get kind of shitty. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't. I was surprised. I, but I totally expected like, uh-oh, they ran out of like ideas on to fill these episodes. So now we're going to have to go into social media. But it, it, but it didn't. They, 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 they kept it. They kept it on the, tr- on the tracks. And uh, I went through. I do have to say my favorite character was Mr. Kraz, the cool teacher, the teacher that <laughs> wants to be cool with everyone. Yeah. Because, I mean, we know these teachers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly we all had teachers like this in our school. And uh, it just played so well because he's just the guy that's like, he's skateboarding. And it's funny to because I didn't have social media, obviously, when I was in high school. Uh, to date myself, but yeah. it's funny to think of the cool teacher, but throw in Twitter with it, and he's tweeting polls like, "Do you think Brad and Donna are gonna <laughs> break up?" And <laughs> you know, overstepping his bounds, trying to be cool guy, like talking about going to Drake and going to see Skrillex, and then uh, I think he has some like it's it runs that line like we talked about of being more mockumentary because then Mr. Kraz is saying like. I had to tell Brad, like, she's too good for you. You, you know, you're not good. You, you're not good looking. Uh, you shouldn't be with this girl. But it, it works because he's one of just one of those crazy characters. But I loved him so much. He was my favorite. And they, yeah, they I, use him the right amount where he's not in it a ton. Yeah. And I think they make it very, a very deliberate choice where it, at, at first it feels almost like He's not real. There's like that part doesn't feel real. And then he gets fired for doing and saying the stuff he says and does, which makes you feel even more like it's real. And I almost feel like that's his function in the show. Apart from what he actually does, he he like makes it real. And when it goes viral, it's not just ha ha ha. It's like it has real life consequences uh, for this idiot. Yeah, because even as a comment where they're talking about, I think, uh, Coach Rafferty. And, but they're talking about Shapiro, the Spanish teacher who, who uh, you know, is the one main accuser against Dylan. I hate and, her. And Kraz is like, uh, you should hear what Coach Rafferty says about her. And that guy's roofied people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a teacher talking about a coach that's roofied people. Uh, but yeah. you're right. Yeah, there's like a consequence and he ends up fired. So we check in with him a little bit and he's just, you know, unemployed dude as he as he would be or as he should be. 
Yeah, and he's gone rogue. Now he'll tell them anything, he says. And, and they're like, well, you, you were kind of doing that before, right? Um, but yeah, that that stuff's great. And I mean, the, the reason it goes viral, the main reason is obvious that we need there to be a turn. The student body needs to turn positive. They're all like, fuck yeah, who drew the dicks? Hashtag and theories and that. So he can become a local little celebrity just so that then at the end he can be totally crushed which is such a heartbreaking moment when he sees the documentary, the start of the documentary, mm-hmm. surrounded by all these fake friends, and he sees them all calling him an idiot. And it's funny for even us seeing it, and then we saw people saying that in the first episode, and now we recognize those people in those talking heads from the rest of the show, like Gail, is her name right? She's there, um, yeah. who then is obviously a part of the investigation. So, uh Yeah. That was handled really well. Yes, yeah, and and um, the way that plays out, and the way it's like, because it, what's really well done, like it's casted really well, because they do feel like kids. Because I mean, they are younger. It's not like, I mean, maybe the actor plays Dylan might be a little older, but most He's of them twenty five. <laughs> yeah, I f- he kind of looks the oldest because, like, especially the main kids, they look like just teenagers for the most yeah. part. Whether they are or not, I don't know. But at the very least, they look age appropriate. So uh, when it comes down to, like, yeah, Dylan sees the documentary, but the bigger thing too is that even once he's cleared, this teacher, Miss Shapiro, which understandable, Dylan's like. Dylan's the problem kid in class and his brother was a problem, but she's supposed to be the teacher. And it's an important thing when, when a teacher or authority or an adult lets a kid down and like that to me, it was like heartbreaking. And it's like, here's this show. Like, I know we keep hitting this point, but this shows about who spray painted the dicks, but then Dylan doesn't even get his satisfaction because even after he's cleared, she still thinks he's a piece of shit. And yeah, that he's always gonna be a piece of shit. And then the parallel to that is um, Krista, the uh, what was she class president? Sure, she was everything yeah, class she, president. Yeah, she's, and, uh, and yeah, no. she's activists and all that. And like the show leaves it that it's probably her that did it. But we see it's 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 a similar thing because she was let down by an adult. She was let down by a teacher, someone who's like their job is kind of to teach, obviously, and have your back. And uh, I, I liked that, like, you see how it affects both of them and the way they react to it. And, and it's similar just in general, like, even being an adult just let down by authority. Uh, if you go back to, like you were saying, the night of, it's, you know, the similar, similar great theme. And it's, it's so strong in the way it finishes the show. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, it all, <laughs> speaking of, Krista and everything, it almost hints that, what's his name, Kratz, or what's, what's the teacher's name? Uh, Which one, Kratz? Rafferty? Kratz. Yeah, uh, the bad teacher, uh, who's bad. Um, he he uh, he says he's roofied people, but and, and that kind of is like a red herring, but then it, like, it has these characters and it goes in all these different directions as the investigation goes in different directions, and then it kind of ties back to something that was just mentioned way earlier and is that the big deal and then like no that's not the big deal but then other things and i don't know it's just a really well constructed mystery as far as i i see it because yeah as you said krista probably did do it probably because of the coach 
what he said to her and we still don't know what he said to her. It's the fucking lost in translation situation, uh, which I love, uh, even though it's frustrating, but we like, cause our imagination is worse than anything they could put in the show. Um, and it's the way she behaves that makes us th- like believe it even more, I think, but still it's kind of left open. I mean, I, it's fiction, so it's not like reality. That's why we don't need to make theories anymore. But people like making theories just as much about fictional shows as they do about non-fictional shows. So that's, I guess that's why people are still uh, hashtagging the janitor did it. Yes, yeah, and, <laughs> and yeah, and, and especially seeing, who, seeing a student who's like top of the class being uh, let down in a certain way and even someone who's the class clown like thought of as the idiot... Uh, and kind of being stuck with those labels. And of course, I mean, there's more to the show than this because and even like if it was just that, it's a great show. But then when they, there's like comments on just making like these types of documentaries and how it affects people's real lives and even like the filmmakers and how they're using people's stories just kind of for their own gain. And yeah, like, uh, is it Peter, the main kid? Um, yeah. Because, like, yeah, he'll kind of put himself on blast, so he thinks it should be fine then to put everyone else on blast. But it's when you're real in when you're in real life and you have to interact with these people, uh, you're gonna face consequences with that. Yeah, like when he investigates his best friend was a great part, and the fight they get into, and the way they resolve it of like, don't be weird, and then like just just keep just fuck, just show me the evidence. Uh, that was great. The fight, the conflict slash love interest between the co-producer and Gail was great, uh, and his asshole boyfriend. The following of the spray can through the house, trying to triangulate who did it. Uh, the 3D animated hand job with all the viewing <laughs> yeah. angles. Now I'm just listing things I liked, but uh, there's a lot well, of things. I, and the, I, I, the, yeah, sorry ahead. to cut you off. I was going to say the usage of social media and how like. Like, it felt so real the way you could piece things together like that and the way, yeah, like you said, they're tracking the the uh, the the spray bottle through the party. Or even that, you know, they have a nice little moment with um, the, yeah, producer and what, Sam? Uh, and is it Gabby? Sam and Gabby, I believe, yeah. where they could take their audio they have and put it over someone else's, you know, drinking Instagram video. It's nice little well thought out ways to, you know, make it seem more natural. Uh, it all re- really worked well. And even just getting into the teenage, like teen comedy slash teen drama aspect of it. When we start to learn, to get to know the filmmakers and they're kind of, they're kind of like cliche nerds, but seeing them kind of come out of their shell a bit and, Peter getting suspended and hanging out with like the the burnout kids and yeah. maybe drinking a little like that that's always like a staple of those types of movies and it but it feels so real in the show and you're still kind of rooting for him like yeah man have a little cause a little trouble you know you and your perfect attendance and your great grades you can have a <laughs> little fun yeah he gets suspended and they're like hey we gotta celebrate <laughs> with a blunt <laughs> yeah that's great oh gosh i mean there's um there's so much to say and yet we've already said a lot of it uh i will say jimmy jimmy Tart- tartro tartro is on the come up i believe he's gonna be big bigger uh the guy who plays 
Dylan. He, funnily enough, has a YouTube channel that has significantly more subscribers than the Wayback Boys. Uh, he had like I'm always surprised when I discover more channels that have over a million subscribers. And I'm oh, like, you like never heard of them? Yeah. That happens all the time because a million used to be a big deal. Same on Twitter and everything. But uh, no, I mean, it's still a big deal, but there's like so like we're so out of the loop. We're so not connected to the teens. We don't know about this stuff. But uh, I like Jimmy. I like like he obviously brought something to it that without him, the show would have like it's like imagining Back to the Future without Michael J. Fox. I can't imagine a lot of actors nailing this as hard as he did. Obviously, there could have been other good ones, but I mean, he does it very well and brings sort of a lovable doofus character to the next level with the way he embodies this character. Yeah, because it's because he could almost be like they 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 have a nice line because he could almost be a bully jock like asshole. Mm-hmm. But he's more a lovable loser. Even if he's terrorizing his neighbor, you're still kind of like, all right. Or even if he's farting on babies, you're, <laughs> you're just kind of like, oh, Dylan. That's just Dylan. Another day, another dick. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and like the YouTube channel, The Wayback Boys is also like, it's not funny because it's, well, it's funny because it's ridiculous, but it's also because we recognize it in a way. Like it's this, stupidity that feels like something you would have done when you were younger you know and like they're not like it's not that much larger than life they didn't feel the need to make it into something totally unbelievable and make the joke about that rather it's about i mean it's a joke about how 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 dumb it is i love the closed captions i don't know if you watched it with subtitles but when he when they do baby farting it just says farts then laughs and then (laughs) as they run away uh, because they <laughs> fart on babies and run away. That's the whole bit. I, I will say there's a bit more sophistication to Life According to Jimmy, which is his real YouTube channel with 2.7 million subscribers. And mm. I haven't watched a lot of it. I watched a little bit, and I'm impressed because people still make sketches. I thought sketches were dead, Jim. They make sketches, and they have all people watching them and everything. I'm Good for you. Good for you, Jimmy. Yeah, good for you, man. Sketches, I mean, I could have sworn that Vine killed the sketch, but uh, maybe Vine's dead, so the sketch got revenge? (laughs) Revenge of the sketch? (laughs) Could be, could be. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess, like you said, I mean, there's we've kind of said a lot. I mean, the only other thing would be we'd just be going through stuff like, this was great, this was great, this was great. But, uh, you know, it just, it hits well on the comedy, and they ha- it has the perfect balance where they could just be going just for the joke all the time. But there's a nice balance of like, you know, funny and mystery and you care about these people and you care about their drama and you want to see where it goes. Now, I mean, they've talked about maybe doing a season two, I guess. But yeah, the cynic in me is like, don't do it. You don't. Don't do it. But but then again, if they made it, I'd be very excited for it. So and that's the double edged sword for you. Yeah, it is. I would say like don't get too excited, but still get kind of excited. I feel like the reason it could work is like 
obvious like it's obvious what they would do which is to take the same documentary crew and make it about a different crime and that's also what they've said but even if they hadn't said that that is still what i assume would happen because that's a natural continuation and that's why i feel like whatever they do in season two wouldn't ruin season one because it's not like we're going to be going with dylan to fucking college or whatever like we're not going to ruin season one in season two even if it doesn't hit as hard or as well uh i still see that they could do like there's a natural way of continuing it which um which i would look forward to <laughs> still with all the trepidation we were saying before of a show being great and then we weren't worried too much about how they're gonna you know top it uh but as they've also said in interviews like there's a I don't know about none of this, but they do say there's a lot of tropes to this genre that they don't haven't even like gotten their hands on yet because they kind of had to settle on a tone and make it very specific what they were doing. And they've said in interviews that like there's this type of documentaries, like new ones are coming out all the time. And there's been some big ones since they did like start shooting and making this. And they already have very clear ideas about what they would like to get into. And like they've proven, despite coming from funny or die, that they have a good sense of humor. So in this case, I'm more relying on that than on like them being able to do uh, like another great story like this one. I don't know. I, I feel like they could do something good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, at the very least, they have my trust from these eight episodes, which, you know, shouldn't have worked and it worked. So if they have like you said, if they have tropes they want to uh, attack and they can come at it again with the same uh same type of focus and you know i would love to see these characters again so i can't be too against it yeah yeah and by the way that's um what you mentioned about attacking tropes that's true but it's also clear to me having not consumed much of this genre how much they also love this genre they're clearly not coming at it from the outside they've they clearly have watched these shows and enjoyed them, but then also see things to make fun of. And I think that's like obviously the best way to make a parody rather than like, ooh, I hate that song. Let's make it about farting or whatever. Like that's a bad direction to come from. But this is a direction of like love and elevation and poking fun at it from from within. So that's all very good. Um, I would like to mention as well, there's still a deal happening, a limited time offer where you can go and leave a review on iTunes for shows what you know, and if you mention a show you want us to talk about, we're going to do an episode on it. Uh, due to reviews left by our listeners, we're going to have an episode coming up on The Good Place and on Hannibal. If you want to get one of your favorite shows in there, or least favorite, just go and leave a review to add shows what you know on iTunes, everybody. Yes, and make sure you give us the old follow on Twitter. That we just shows... remembered we had one. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, shows what you know on Twitter, but do not spell out y uh, y o u. It just shows what letter you know. Oh, I know that's so a little simple. confusing, uh, <laughs> but there's a character limit, not just on tweets, but on your Twitter handle. But you'll, yeah. you'll find it. You'll see it. Once and... again, that shows what you know. You spelt with a U. Yes, and of course, you can find more of Jacob at awesomepedia.org, and you can find more from me at jimandthem.com, and subscribe to our YouTube. Thank you. Yes, and by the way, our YouTube, you can actually go to, and I realized this recently, you can go to youtube.com slash shows what you know. 
just spelled out. Spell you as you usually spell you, not the letter. Oh gosh, we've really we're painted too ourselves. Many things. We're throwing too many things at them. <laughs> well, that's true. But there's also youtubecom uh, Jim Darko and youtubecom Awesomepedia. Those should also work, I think. So that check those correct. out, everybody. Okay, yep. later, everybody. Peace.